And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and in a few moments, we'll be joined by my Hall of Fame buddy, Coach Ted Huber, and he'll be talking to Coach Brad Smith, another Hall of Famer. And it's going to be another great interview there as Coach Smith shares with us his experiences that he's had in coaching. And, of course, he was involved in the 1985 all-Star, North-South All-Star game, and we'll be talking about that. Some of the players as well as the coaching staff. So it promises to be a really interesting show once again. But before we get to that, just to give you a little background on what was going on in 1985, we can start out with uh, the uh, Route 66. That's where you get your kicks. And for all you young guys, that's a song in case you're wondering. But anyways, uh, that officially was taken off of the United States Highway System uh, charts and was no longer considered part of the National Highway System, which is unfortunate. We also had the first Internet domain name was registered in 1985. And there was a joint commission of American and French explorers. This team uh, got together and they located the wreckage of the Titanic. That happened in 1985. Some other things going on in 1985, uh, the top songs of the year. A couple of them by Wham, Careless Whisper, and also Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Those were two songs that were uh, put out by Wham, and they uh, managed their way into the top uh, five of the charts for 1985. And Madonna checked in, and she started her string of hits, and this one was uh, Like a Virgin, was the number four song in 1985 for that year. Top movies, Back to the Future was one of them, and The Breakfast Club was the other. And those of us in the teaching profession have got to uh, be... uh, (laughs) Uh, the people that watched over detention groups and that kind of thing on Saturday morning or maybe even uh, after school or before school or whatever it might be can uh, relate to uh, the Breakfast Club. In the NFL, it was a year of the bear. That's right. All of the bear fans out there very happy as they crushed New England by a score of 46 to 10. That was year also of the Super Bowl shuffle, if you'll remember. Uh, that was a great year if you were a bear fan to be a bear fan. And indeed, it was a great year for the NFL. And the NCAA on the national championship game featured Oklahoma against Washington. Washington was an underdog by about two touchdowns. But guess what? Oh, um, Washington comes up on top and defeats Oklahoma by a score of 28 to 17. So Barry Switzer's team lost that national championship. So that's a little bit of what was going on in 1985 in the world of uh, music and in the world of around the world and in the United States. And uh, we're coming up now next with an interview with Coach Brad Smith as he'll be telling us uh, lots of interesting stories about his career as he had a Hall of Fame career in Indiana High School football. So we're looking forward to that, and we'll be back with the interview with Coach Smith right after this message. Almost every business uses promotional products to let everyone know about their business. Coffee mugs, ink pens, keychains, just about anything you can imagine. WILE is all about promotion. That is why we are excited to introduce our new business, Big Cat Promotions. With over 50,000 products available, Big Cat Promotions can deliver what you want, when you want it, and make it affordable and effective. Call us today, 268-9830 or 551-5916. Remember, our business is to promote your business. And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest. And as usual, we have a guest on the show. And as usual, 
my Hall of Fame buddy, Coach Ted Huber, is going to be talking to another Hall of Famer. And Coach Brad Smith is uh, from uh, oh, a number of different places, but I'm going to let him tell you the story. And I'm going to let Ted do the interviewing, and I'll throw a question in every now and then. So, Coach Smith, welcome to our show, and thanks for taking some time. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Brad's one of the good guys, Dave, and uh, we uh, have known each other ever since, oh, I don't know, late 80s, I guess. Um, I didn't know you, though, when you were born in Tampa, Florida. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, my dad had gone back into the Air Force after World War II, and they called him back in as a trainer, and he got stationed out in Florida, and uh, I happened to come into the world in the McGill Air Force Base in Tampa, Florida, and uh, about four weeks later, he got shipped overseas, and my mom came back to uh, Northwest Indiana to be with her mom and dad, and uh, I've been up in Indiana ever since. Well. I noticed that, uh, what, you went to Portage? Is that right? Yeah, I went to Portage High School. I uh, graduated in 69. Three-letter winner, captain. Yeah. All-around scholastic scholar. Yeah, that was oh, a wow. wonderful thing. They had, yeah. they had a uh, award, they still have it at Portage, named after a, a young man who uh, died in a car wreck in the 60s. Uh, it was the top scholar athlete in the senior class. Obviously, we had a very uh, low achieving <laughs> class. I wanted, but <laughs> it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you stayed in Northern Indiana, though, and went to Valpo. Yes, I did. I uh, my final my final choices were Franklin, Wabash, DePaul, uh, Valparaiso, and and uh, Evansville. And uh, being a Lutheran. Uh, there you go. I want to go to Balfour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed you got your master's from IU then in the uh, late 70s. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'd actually gotten most of my math uh, a graduate degree credits at Purdue Calumet and all my education stuff at IU Northwest. So my master's is listed as being from IU because I can, there's 21 hours from IU and 15 from Purdue. Okay. Yeah. All right. But see, Brad's a math teacher, right? Wow. Still, yep. still a math teacher. Whoa. Well, no, I just, I just retired for the fourth time. The final <laughs> time. I'm done. There you go. Okay. All right. So let's go through your coaching resume then. Well, I started uh, when I when I graduated from Valparaiso University. I, this was back in the day where uh, math teachers, why they're always kind of hard to come by. Right. And I was, I interviewed uh, uh, at five different schools in the, the first week. One was Warsaw, LaPorte, Warsaw, uh, Portage, Chesterton, and River Forest. And the first one that came through was Portage with an offer to coach, uh, teach math and coach football. But they said, if you want this job, you're going to also have to seventh grade basketball mm. and uh, of course I played like I was like the uh, 11th best player on the JV team when I was a sophomore <laughs> I said oh I could do that I could do that so I coached uh, basketball for four years but uh, after two years coaching the junior high at Portage 
I was elevated to the defensive line coach under Les Klein. Then mm. the next year, I became defensive coordinator uh, in 76 and 77. And then, coach in 77, we were lucky enough to win the state championship. And, uh, and that, was a, that was a wonderful thing. We beat, we beat a Maryville team uh, in the sectional championship three to nothing. Oh, wow. They beat us, beating us 34 to nothing mm. a month earlier. So it was wow. one of those things we actually had great kids that played hard. And we got it. We kicked the field goal late in the game. We held them and then they, they we punted to them and they fumbled the ball. We recovered it and got about two yards and kicked the field goal and beat a fantastic football team. Wow. I've heard of that game. I've heard about that game. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So then you became a head coach. Yeah, how about that? Here it is. It's, uh, in fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was the day of the All-Star game where the, the Crown Point fired a football coach in early July, or late June, whatever it was. And uh, Les Pine says to me, he said, you know, that Crown Point job's open. You want to put your application in this get some experience interviewing. Okay. Sounds like a good deal. Well, I wind up to the both go to the All Star game. And of course we've got my middle linebackers playing for the North and I want to go see that, but the Crown Point interviews at ten in the morning. So I'm a little disturbed. I'm gonna miss part of the game. I'm just thinking I'm going over there for an interview. And uh, by the time I get back home, the phone rings and uh they offered me the job. We just turned 27 years old. Oh, wow. Offered me the job, and uh, took it, of course. And then they say, "Well, what do you think about your schedule?" Of course, I was too stupid to even know what the schedule was. <laughs> but at Crown Point, we were playing in the, the old Lake Suburban Conference, mm-hmm. which was Griffith, Highland, Munster, uh, Calumet, Lowell, people like that. A good, a good conference. But then the four opening games were non-conference that we played. We opened with Portage, Merrillville, Valparaiso, and Hobart. Whoa. Those are the four, all former state champs. You're right. Wow. I, say, I make a brilliant statement. If you're going to be the best, you got to play the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, we obviously survived that. We got better. And, right. and the program really grew. We had a lot of good helpers and, and you community know, support if I, can, if I can, Coach, you know, I've been around it for 40-some years as an assistant. Uh, I really think there's a lot of truth to that, and I know you guys do too, where you go play some people that, uh, you know, that you're going to butt heads with when it comes down to, you know, sectionals and regionals and semi-states and stuff like that. I think that's huge. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Of course, when you're at a program that had had the best record in the history of the school was- <laughs> seven and three, right. and hadn't had a good season in a long time. Right, uh, and then and of course the, the kicker is, we go over to Portage, is my former employer, and we open with them, mm-hmm. and they're the defending state champions. Right, we beat we beat them seven to six in overtime. Oh in my goodness! Game. Wow, there's a story yeah. that is incredible. Wow, it was incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, we didn't if we if, we, if we'd have had a better head coach. We'd have had a more experienced head coach who knew what the heck he was doing. That was the group of kids we had for two years. That was, without a doubt, the finest group of defensive football players I had ever coached. I never uh, have coached. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next year, 
The next year, we were conference runner-up. We lost to John Friend's last Munster team. Oh, yeah. 7-6 seven to six in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. We gave up that next year. We gave up 550 yards rushing for the season. Wow. Yeah, wow. so Matt Chris, what was different then? Right. We had we had a front seven to play and to run and hit and go. And if we'd had anybody that had called some offense, <laughs> <laughs> that, that team was that, that was a state championship caliber defense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wish I could go back and turn the clock back and coach them again because. I wouldn't have to coach the defense much, but we could have done a little better on offense. Mm-hmm. What what year was it uh, when you opened the new Maryville facility? That you was remember? About, yeah, that was 1992. 1992. Okay. And I had suggested to the, the Janice Paul, the Maryville athletic director, I said, you know what you might want to do? And I said, I'd be willing to do this. We ought to move that game to a Saturday night. Get a huge crowd and be a great experience for our kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, my my AD said, "Are you sure you want to do this? Because you give yourself one less, we a one less day preparation for the next right opponent." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, for me to promote football, I'm happy to have my team play at that place, be the opening game, and uh, it was a packed house." The only thing that was that was shocking about the game, we got beat by a great Marable team. Rick remember, Rick was the coach at Marable at the time. The only thing that was shocking to me that they, they did a fifty fifty raffle and the winning winner got a hundred bucks. There was eight thousand people there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how there's the money. There was a money maker <laughs> for somebody. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but that was even though even though we got beat, it was a it, it was a great experience for the region. And it really kind of catapulted women after Kenny Huff had some success at the uh, at Maryville when Rick showed up. Rick just skyrocketed that program even higher. Right, right. Well, I can tell you that uh, there were a couple guys that were walking the sidelines, uh, old buddies of yours that were impressed. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but Bridge and I were there, and uh, you know it was uh, something to behold. No question about it. It was. You know, there's another quick side story to that. Our next game was we always open with Merrillville, which is a rival because it's right next door. Right. And we then we played Lake Central, which was our our neighbor directly to the west. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge rival for Crown Point. And of course, Elmer Britton, who was a very good friend of mine, was the head coach. Right. Because Elmer, anybody that knows Elmer, God, I love him like a brother. But he finds something to piss about anything, get mad. He's worried about having not enough time to break down film. I said, you're going to see the game in person. And I said, you come back to my house after the game, and I'll get you a copy of the film. <laughs> but, well, Elmer shows up. He's pacing, you know, Elmer. He's pacing and twitching, and he wants this film. And I made him wait about an hour and a half before I gave him. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a fun experience. A lot of guys came down to the game and, him over the house. It was not a great year for us. We were four and six, very young, but uh, it was a great experience for our kids, and uh, one of the great memories of coaching. What a beautiful place, you know. Right. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then it's uh, on the list is Highland, right? How did you get from Crown Point to Highland? 
But I took a, a Crown Point football coach for 16 years. And I had been offered the AD job three different times. And uh, my kids were getting to the age where they started going ready to go to college. And certainly the pay raise uh, for the AD job made a lot of sense. And so I, I, I took the AD job with the understanding that we were going to begin building a new school that first July, I would take over as AD, and we'd already had plans made and the whole deal. Well, unfortunately, what happened uh, in that spring, a new school board was voted in, mm. these new people, <laughs> and, and they canceled the building project. Mm. So I'm stuck with this. The Crown Point was an old building. It had on to about nine times. We had a terrible practice facility. Was, so I was so excited to leave that charge. And I was just very distraught. And so I just kind of kept my ears open. And one day, uh, a couple of years later, there's a brochure comes across my desk. Uh, it's about a Highland football uh, opening. Well, I really kind of lost track of Highland because we weren't playing them at Crown Point anymore. We'd gone into the Doodling Conference. Mm-hmm. They really didn't know much about them, but they only won about seven games in seven years. They really struggled. Wow. And, uh, well, I, didn't, I didn't think much of it. I get a phone call from the athletic director at Highland, Kay Bai, good friend. He goes, are you going to send in an application or what? I said, application, what? He goes, our football job. Because we'd like to interview you. He said, it's a system AD. It's football coach. There's no teaching. We need a program. So I said, well, I, I have one that do. He goes, tomorrow. He goes, I got something ready. We need the tables for lunch. You can sign it. So I went over <laughs> and signed the paper, and then I went through the interview process and uh, and got down to the final two between me and my good friend Scott Bolgenkirk. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, uh, like, I had, I had come in second to the North Central job to Al Harris mm-hmm. uh, a few years earlier, you know, and hard to knock that. I knew that's a tough that's a tough competition. Pretty, so, pretty tall anyway. cotton there, Coach. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So anyway, we uh, so I got offered the Highland job, and I took it. And uh, we won three conference championships in six years, and uh, uh, built a, a nice program. In fact, we our best team got beat in overtime in sectionals to, to a Lowell team that was state runner-up. Mm. Uh, so we had some wonderful kids and a wonderful experience, and uh, ran into another school board. Uh, situation yeah. where we had school boys come in and uh, talk to 13 of us and tell us that our contracts were not going to be renewed in another year. Wow. So you need to look for the office superintendent, assistant superintendent, principal, AD, the whole deal. So right. now was was High was Highland in the Lake Suburban Conference? They weren't in the Duneland, were they? It, it was the Highland was then actually in the, it was called the Lake Athletic Conference. Oh, okay. They, they had tried to combine. All the Hammond schools uh-huh. with, with the old Lake Suburban minus Portage and Lake Central. Right. Hmm. So I went from Hammond Clark and Whiting up on the lake right. all the way to Jenkins Valley. Wow. And it was two different. There's a black division and a blue division. Mm-hmm. And it just, I was there and we did it for the six or seven years I was there. It wasn't working really well. It was a situation that didn't work out well. Right. And by the time I left, it it's changed names now about two or three more times. I've lost track 
right. called <laughs> now, you know. Mm-hmm. I know Griffith now, Griffith is not in the same conference with Highland and, and, and Munster, okay. which is uh, hard to believe, but they're not. And uh, so it, things have changed. But, uh, right. yeah, that, that was my, that was my, I loved, I loved being in Highland. I had a state until I retired. Sure. So best, best group of administrators, school board, just fabulous people, and then things change. Yeah. So it's that retirement. Is that your first one? Is that what you count your first one? No, because I, no, I went down. We, we decided, my wife and I at the time decided that since we had grandkids in Terre Haute, and we had grandkids in Lafayette, the Attica football job was open with the math teacher and the system AD. Mm. They had been always had the year before, but two years before that, they were state runner up. Oh. And looked at it. I called my old buddy Vince Burpo. He's, he's a Region 4 guy. Tell me about Attica. Boy, they've had some good pals. They're a little down now, but they've always had good play. Well, I take the job, and, and uh, we moved to a little town of Attica. And uh, it actually was a very positive experience. We, we were 2-8 and eight the first year, but the second and third year we were second in the conference. And we wound up having 40-some kids playing football. And, and I, I then retired. Then retired from that job, and that was my first retirement. And so we bought an RV and traveled the country for three years. Oh wow, great! Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. you're gad about. Yeah, that, so was, was, first, that was my first experience. Was hey, that Dave? It? You're going to enjoy this. Okay. What What uh, is your email address as it relates to that, Brad? Our email address is where are we at mail dot com. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a little travel tra- travel trailer myself, and uh, I plan on doing a little bit of that kind of stuff too. So that's great. I I would recommend uh, some of my best memories are when you're driving somewhere and you don't even know where you're going, right? And then you figure out it's getting to be four o'clock. You might want to find a place to stay. Sure. And you wind up some beautiful little town in Nebraska or somewhere, mm-hmm. and you wind up spending three days there. It's yeah. Yeah, that's great. Good stuff. So Good how did you, uh, you know, yeah. When you were president of this org, our organization, yeah. I think it was 1991, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know who was before you? Who was after you? How does it all fit in? Remember, the thing I remember is I remember the, my North partners. We had I was I was sandwiched between Bob Rich and Ted Cooper, and I was very proud of the three. North presidents that I got to work with and we're still good friends. Uh, in between, there was Jerry Brewer, mm. and I believe John was John Stafford right before you did. Yes, yes, yeah. right. And so and I don't remember exactly who was before Bob. Oh, I know who it was. It was Bob Gaddis. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so you had Bob Gaddis, Bob Bridge, Jerry Brewer, Brad Smith, John Stafford from Columbus East, and then Ted Cooper. Wow. So, uh, and you know, Ted, you know, we got a lot done. I was, I was proud of our time. I love the organization, but I thought we made some. Ted and I had the, Ted and I had some ideas. Yeah. About how we make things a little bit better and make things grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know one thing: the, uh, the IFCA meeting rooms got crowded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, it's no paid off. It. It's paid off for sure. So now, now you're active in Region Four, right. uh, at the Joe Tiller chapter, right of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How that okay. came about 
when my first year at, at uh, Attica, we had a young man who was an outstanding wide receiver. He went and started at Rose Holman, and he won one of the NFL awards from the Indianapolis chapter. So at Popping County, had to go all the way past Lafayette. They'd go all the way down to the Colts facility. Nothing wrong with that, but it didn't make sense to me that we're 25 minutes from Lafayette. We had to go an hour and a half in Indianapolis. So I met Clinton Parker, Jim Brutink. I said, is there any thought about expanding this a little bit into other counties? And he was open to it. So we, all the collar counties of, of typically New County, he reached out to those people and just started using those athletes. And then we realized this was an opportunity. We were so far behind in Hall of Fame recognition for Region 4 people that that was the, we, we formed a committee to try to find a place to do it. And the Purdue Union is far and away the best place to do it. Then we kind of morphed into working with the National Football Foundation and the IFCA to do some of these inductions at that annual banquet. And we just, uh, uh, two weeks ago, we just took Marshall Overly in from, uh, West Lafayette, who may be the best human being I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. There's a Hall of Fame for human being. He's already been in it. But uh, fantastic guy. So it's always a nice time, and we're <laughs> happy that we're getting people recognized in Region 4 that had trouble getting recognized before. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, you know, expand a little bit on your participation right now uh, with the uh, past president's organization as as it relates, because we had, we talked to Scott last week and, uh, you know, he was talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got the, our past president's committee, uh, the way the Hall of Fame procedures have been, have gone in the past is the Hall of Fame gets applications. They, then they send them to the past presidents for discussion and approval. And they go on from there. Well, we've even gotten further now. We have a, subcommittee of the past presidents who meet and, and have really worked hard at uh, taking a look at Hall of Fame procedures and evaluating what's the best way to go and uh, very, very active. I, just, uh, I, I couldn't wait to retire because I'm anxious to spend as much time as I can helping working with the IFCA and this Hall of Fame thing. So mm-hmm. a, a past president can be as active as they want to be or they can disappear. I guess they have a choice, and we have we have several people who have done both. But I am I am proud to say that my my two compatriots from the north, when we were consecutive north executives, have really been the backbone. It's the two my two good friends, one I'm talking to now, have been the backbone of what we're doing, and it's really really made a difference. Right. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's focus a little bit on the 1985 game. Uh, it was at Butler Bowl, wasn't it? it sure, yes, it was. Yeah. It was at Butler Bowl. Uh, it had just come from Bloomington a couple of years earlier, and uh, I know Joe Goodman had a lot to do with it. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I always heard that the idea man, Joe Goodman, uh, was as important as anybody in moving at. Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, let, let's look. I know uh, Tom Kahn was uh, head coach of the North. That's correct. Okay. And then, of course, you were assistant. And uh, who else did you have? 
Andy, yeah, we had Andy John, Fort mm-hmm. Wayne leader, mm-hmm. and the, the late Ernie Beck, God bless him, Ernie Beck from West Lafayette, and Jim Plummer from West. And uh, the back in those days, you had five folks for the All-Star game. Now they got like 20. I don't know how many they got. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The staff yeah. Was pretty in those days, the head coach had the coach. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and uh, Tom called the offense, and I think Andy called the defense. And uh, it was a good group of guys. There's a, an Ernie Beck, uh, he's gone now, but what a wonderful, wonderful man. Andy Johns, you could just a good, good line coach. And he and I, he was a defensive line coach. I was the offensive line coach. So obviously, we were partners all week and had a great time. Mm. And there's only one Jim Plummer. So experiencing Jim Plummer is, was worth the price of admission. He's, uh, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, he was the head coach at Heights, Hamilton Heights, before I got there. Yeah, yeah I remember you told. I remember you told me that story. Yeah. He was only at Heights a couple of years, I believe, right? Yeah, he was at Heights a couple of years, uh, and then he went to Western, got a great job there, and I think he was maybe thirty years or thirty-five years at Western. I think it might even be thirty-five. Yeah. He was there a long, yeah. long time. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. he did. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. See, players you can remember, Northern players. Well, of course, yes, most Carter. Most Carter, I've got a story about Most Carter at the Classic. Most Carter was the kid from Lou Wallace High School. Uh, the coach at Lou Wallace, good friend, Dave Templin. He was running the wishbone back then. And I'm not kidding you. Oh, we, wow. played them. we played them in the sectional about every year. And you'd hold, every time they snapped the ball, you'd hold your breath. Because mm. every play they could go, they'd go to the house. Right. <laughs> he, was the, he was the fullback. Most was the fullback in this thing. And I'm not kidding you. We had to, I mean, we had to tackle the 20 guys. He was such a runner. Hmm. And he, he was the first one. Now, a quick story about Moe's. For some reason, uh, Coach Khan didn't get him in the game in the first half. Hmm. Not about a play. And we all thought he was our best running back. But for some reason, this happened that it wasn't part of the plan. I wasn't involved in that. Well, at halftime, Moe's comes up to me because I'm the coach from the region and I'm his guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He basically makes uh, uh, a strong request. I'll just put that word. <laughs> a strong request that I speak to Coach Khan about playing time and giving him the ball a little bit. Or then maybe something would be something might happen bad. So mm-hmm. I I went and told Coach Khan at the time, I said, let's get Moles in the game. Let's just see him a little bit. He's ready to run. <laughs> That's our decision. I said, I'm asking you for a run fighting bad. But Mo's a little upset. And he carried the second half. And he, he, he averaged about six, seven yards to carry. And just a, just a great, great, great young man. I know he had a great career. Well, you were ball, you were ball state when he was there, right? Yeah, I, no, I wasn't when he was there, but I do no. know that he played there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, went, I went up to see ball state play at Wisconsin. But he was playing. He was a one technique for Ball State. He had a great game against the Badgers. So you know, if you can, if you can hang in there with that offensive line, you're a good athlete. Wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, Coach. Okay. I, before we go, I got. I'm a little bit confused here. Of course, Ted's known me a long time, and I, that's a normal thing for me. But I, so, but in '84, you played in the Hoosier Dome. Is that correct? In '84. Yeah. 
the the team the year before this didn't you play in the who didn't we play the All Star game in the Hoosier Dome? Yes, I, I, one of those years we were in the we were in the Hoosier Dome a couple times. So my question is, then you went from the Hoosier Dome to the Butler Bowl in the '85. Yes. Really? Yeah, the Butler the Butler Bowl was so much cheaper. I think was part of the oh, deal. Oh, is that the deal? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was also a problem, as I recall, they had trouble getting sponsorship. Oh. Waffle House sponsored it in 85. Right. And then by the time I was head coach in 88, it had become the Shrine. The Shriners had taken right. it for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And so that, that's why we, Butler was a lot cheaper, You're I right. think. And, and Butler was able to handle the, the dorms and everything. Right. But that's what happened. I, I don't recall exactly who sponsored it in, in the Hoosier Dome. At that earlier time, I don't really remember. Right. Yeah. Okay. There was a. Was wondering. Go ahead. I was just wondering what 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 happened there, but that makes sense. You don't have the money to get there, and then you got to go somewhere else, and they did. Yeah. There's a kid named Tom. What Yohe? Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Talk about him because it's a special circumstance. I think it really is. I get a little emotional here. I, I I close several thousand people in my life. This is my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, he came from a real rough family. His uh, parents had some issues, other things. Um, straight A student. He, he, he and the kid named Tom McConnell, who played in the All-Star game as well, basically helped turn football around at Crown Point. I get to Crown Point, and there's all the basketball coaches. They've had several. And the rule is, if you're a basketball player, you cannot play any other sport. Oh, wow. Well, he, Where was that? Yeah, that was at Crown Point. Oh, my Crown God. Point in, in the late 70s, mid to late 70s. So I get wow. there, and I start beating kids. And this group of kids, they're, they're in junior high. Fantastic athletes, and they're smart. So I get to know them, you know, you hang out with people. Sure. Their games and talk to them, and so they come up now, and, and the basketball coach meets with this freshman group. So now you guys can go think about this now. You know, you go play basketball. There'll be no football, no this, no that. Oh my god! So Billy walked out and said, "Well, I'm gonna play football." Uh, and so all these guys. So the rule changed, by the way. These guys all just we had like <laughs> five, probably five of the basketball team played on the football team as well. <laughs> so all of a sudden that rule got changed. But, oh, well, <laughs> but, but Tom was one of those guys. Uh, he decided not to play his sophomore year. He didn't play football his sophomore year. Mm. Every, the rest of them all did. He did. Everybody's mad at it. Of course, I'm a young guy. He comes back out as a junior. Mm-hmm. And we've got a real good ball club. But we're four and three. We should be better, but I don't let him play quarterback. Mm-hmm. I make him play three cases for the fifth year back. I don't know why I can punish him. I'm just stupid. You know, I'm a stupid coach. <laughs> but he played three safeties, lead the state interceptions, I think. Anyway, we lose, we lose the Leroy Marshall scheme, and we're better than they are. And they'll tell you that before, we still get beat with four and three. And I finally make the decision move the quarterback back to tight end where he should be. Moved the free safety to quarterback where he should have been. So we then run off about, I don't know, 14 or 15 straight wins. Uh-huh. And 
that had a, just a great athlete. We got beat by Holbert by a touchdown in Bookie Bowl, the regional, and uh, they wound up getting beat by Warren Central in the state championship. But then these kids, Joey and McConnell, they they go to Harvard. Oh, they get, wow. They get, they, uh, McConnell gets offers at Iowa and Iowa State. A lot of Division twos want Joey. They think he's too short. He's five foot nine. Mm. He's too short. Well, the, the guys at Harvard, at Harvard, Yale, he did that trip where they go to all the Ivy Leagues and see him. Mm-hmm. They all want him. They want all these guys. And uh, he starts at Harvard for three years. We go, I fly out there uh, in 87, the Yale Bowl to see the Harvard-Yale game. Mm-hmm. And they, they, win, they win their first Ivy League championship. And he's, uh, he's a legend there. Wow. And uh, yeah, he goes on. He plays in NFL Europe. Plays Marina football. And he gets into, gets hired by Fox Sports to be like the booth assistant for Matt Millen's team. Matt Millen's the broadcast team. Right. And uh, he's at a, he tells me a story, he's at a Fox Sports, you know, cocktail party. Mm. And he's getting the drink, and John Matthew comes up to the bar. John Madden sees his base tag. He goes, Tom Yoey. Madden goes, are you the Tom Yoey that played at Harvard? And Tom said, yes. Well, Madden's kid had played at Brown. Oh. And he said, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I, I'm going to be working in Matt Millen's booth. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and so, he, so Tom spent, I think, five years in the booth. And you saw Pat Summerall and John Madden. There was one more guy in that booth. It was Tom Yoli. Oh, <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, and he told me that I he said, we did our, they did an article here in the Gary paper about that. He goes, I had the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. He would go off grid. He was an unusual character. Every year, he would go off grid for a month. He wouldn't use electricity. He'd camp out in the woods. He'd mm-hmm. do it. He just said that this is, it kind of cleared his mind and ready to go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I saw him was that when he won the Rayfold Award, mm-hmm. and that was the All Star Game at at the uh, Hoosier. That's a, yeah, the Hoosier Dome. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I haven't seen him since. He unfortunately he passed away at a very young. He's like forty, I think, forty six oh, wow. years old. Mm-hmm. He passed away, uh, some kind of heart thing. In mm-hmm. fact, both quarterbacks on that team in, in, in the '85. You know, David Snell was a three-year starter oh, at IU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Yes, well. very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So those quarterbacks are gone. But, uh, wow. but Tom Rowley, I, like I, I, I told the, the newspaper when I interviewed about him, I said, name a sport that has a ball in it. You want him on your team and you want him to have the ball. It's as simple as that. You know, out there, point guard in basketball, first stop in baseball, Quarterback in football, mm-hmm. I don't, whatever. He just—he was a winner, and he was never full of himself. He's just fun, and his love plays for him. Mm-hmm. That's what I always said. They don't play for me; they play for him. Mm-hmm. So, and, but we had a very special. I guess I could tell one more story about. Sure, that. you that. Can't get fired because I'm retired. Right, <laughs> you're Back good. Back in the day, when the all-star practice was a lot longer, more days than it is now. Right. We're, we're packing up, going to Crown Point, from Crown Point, down to Butler, 
and the, all the coaches brought their players down like a day early. Mm-hmm. So the coaches could be, you know, so I tell, I tell Tom and Tom, but just keep in mind, I said, you guys pick wherever you want to eat on the way down, and I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. They go, Mountain Jacks, okay. We pull in, we get a table. I said, I'll be right back, guys. I got to go to the bathroom. I come back and it's on the table with three beers. <laughs> Tom's got a fake ID, buys three beers. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I tell the story, and then I, I stop, and everybody says, What'd you do? I said, We drank them. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. So we, we shared a beer, and then we went down and went to All Star Camp. So it was, it was just That's one of those, those characters, you know, and just a wonderful, wonderful guy. I miss him. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, when I went and saw him play at the Harvard Yale game, you know, some of the kids, it was it was uh, Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. And so some of the kids, their family was picking them up and whatever. And he's hanging out at Yale. I said, mm-hmm. you right? He goes, no, nah, I'm okay. He's some money. He goes, yeah, I can pay you some money. So I gave him 100 bucks, And uh, he paid me back. He said, uh, he said, Coach, don't worry about me. I'm a Harvard boarding. All he went, had some security party at Yale or something. So mm-hmm. he's just one of those. Wow. Those are good stories, coach. Good stuff. You know what, Dave? Uh, When we talk to these guys, we never hear stories that we've, uh, we've never heard. Right. I mean, we could do this for 10 hours. Right. And, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. Um, and it just proves again, uh, why Joe Talley, uh, loves to be with football people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, because that's, that's where it's all at. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what a, you know, you, you, you got a philosophical question here, Dave, to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, coach. I usually, I ask cause I'm, you know, just, uh, want to know, uh, for, especially our young coaches, the guys that are just getting in and that kind of thing. What, what kind of advice would you give uh, the young coaches if they're getting involved in the football program and, uh, you know, they're maybe wandering around and thinking, what have I got myself into? What what kind of advice would you give them? Well, I would say work hard. Listen to everybody. Don't, don't always absorb everything you hear. But listen to everybody. And I, I think the one thing it took me a while to learn is parents aren't your enemy. The more people you get on your side, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So nobody likes surprises. I came from a program where we thought we had a big wall between parents and coaches. Mm. And once I let that wall come down at Crown Point, we thrived. Yeah, sure. Dying, they're dying to help. They want their kids to be successful. They want the coaches to be successful. Sure. So I, the one thing I would say is don't build walls. You know, build, build communities. Build, mm-hmm. build support groups. Yeah. And we started a quarterback club and a mom's club at Crown oh, yeah. Point. Mm-hmm. Still going, still going strong. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I would, I would say just get people involved because the thing about football, my one, my one daughter was the cord holder on my headphones. Oh, the yeah. other one was a train. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places for a lot of kids to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, get as many people involved as you can because we don't have to cut in football. We can always buy another helmet and another set of shoulder pads. There you go. Good stuff, Coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for spending some time with us here. Uh, I know I'm going to be heading down to the All-Star Game here uh, probably Thursday some point, too, and uh, I'm l- excited to get around. And uh, I remember last time we were at uh, – I 
an all-star game a couple of years ago. I was sitting there, and uh, you were there. Coach Bovenkirk was there. Ted was there. Uh, uh, there were several. I was surrounded by Hall of Fame coaches, and it was just so much fun to listen to you guys talk about, you know, the stories. And it could that meeting could still be going on, I think. But it's just a great time. Well, it is. It's, 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 it's uh, the greatest experience of my life, the greatest joy of my life, besides my children and grandchildren, is time that I've spent with members of the IFCA. Yeah. Just fantastic, fantastic people who mm-hmm. care about, they care about everybody's team. They care, mm-hmm. everybody wants to win, but these are people that donate their time oh, yeah. to make football better. And so, yeah, I, how can you go along with that? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here now, and I haven't met them yet because they just started coming in when we started talking. So, uh, but we're going to have uh, 92 uh, all stars in camp. They're going to practice twice today, three times tomorrow, and get ready to play on Friday. So, Jiminy, uh, uh, I can't tell you how excited, and and I agree with you, obviously, uh, Brad. But I I just can't tell you how excited I am every year when I get to meet these kids and, you know, coaches asked me this morning, they said, coach, you know, what advice do you give us? Uh, can you give us, there were two or three coaches. And I said, Hey, number one, have fun. Number two, the kids are here. They're the most important ones. I don't care what a coach wants to prove. You aren't going to be Vince Lombardi. Just mm-hmm. let the kids play. Let yep. the kids have fun. And you know, one of these days, one of these guys will become a doctor, a surgeon, and may save your life. Right. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Could very okay? well be. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to. He's going to have to go on a speed course for me. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you yeah. younger guys, uh, uh, you know, you younger guys, that may be the case. But uh, you know, what an experience it really Absolutely. is. And uh, you know, I'm gonna. I'm just going to shut up now and uh, let Dave wrap her up. Well, I yeah. tell you uh, so much again, uh, Coach Smith. Thank you so much, and we'll be seeing you guys down there. I'll be down there and uh, get together and uh, have a pop or two maybe and uh, discuss uh, this great sport of football. And, Coach, it's such a great contribution um, for you to come on the show and talk uh, way in. All the experiences that all you guys that are veterans have are just uh, invaluable I think, especially to our younger coaches, if they give it a listen. So thank you so much, Coach. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Ted, I'll see you in a couple of days. Yep, I'll be here. Okay. Bye-bye, Coach. Bye-bye. Almost every business uses promotional products to let everyone know about their business. Coffee mugs, ink pens, keychains, just about anything you can imagine. WILE is all about promotion. That is why we are excited to introduce our new business, Big Cat Promotions. With over 50,000 products available, Big Cat Promotions can deliver what you want, when you want it, and make it affordable and effective. Call us today, 268-9830 or 551-5916. Remember, our business is to promote your business and welcome back everyone and you just got done listening to an interview with coach brad smith and coach huber and coach huber is on the line and uh coach smith has said goodbye and uh, coach uh, i gotta say it as we always do in talking to these guys that have got the experience uh, that these people have had and the places they've been the jobs they've done it's just always a pleasure to listen to them and uh, brad had some uh, Real good insight on a number of things and a couple of great stories that we had never heard before. Yeah, you know, I've been a friend of his for a long time, and uh, you're right. I heard things that I hadn't heard, so uh, that's 
one of the major reasons why we take these people. <laughs> exactly. So, but and then of course we did have the opportunity. We were all down in Indianapolis, and then uh, later on we went on up to Anderson to watch the All Star Game just this past uh, weekend, and uh, it was a great experience to see everybody once again. Uh, see a lot of the coaches, a number of the people came up and talked to me, told me, told me they enjoyed the podcast. And, of course, a number of the guys that we uh, have recorded were down there, including guys like Bud Wright and, uh, um, you know, people like that that were down there that we have already have on tape. Um, and, of course, uh, Brad Smith was down there. Uh, uh, so, uh, and Coach Bob Bridge, uh, uh, again, all these guys uh, have been on the show. And uh, we're going to have them back, too, because there's lots more for them, for them to tell us. And, uh Lots more stories and lots more to learn from uh, guys like that. But we also have got uh, many more that haven't been on the show that uh, we certainly want to get them on as uh, soon as we can, that's for sure. Okay. Um, well, go ahead, Coach. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I just want to talk about for a moment there, we want to talk about the South coaching staff for the 85 um, uh, All-Star game and who was involved in that. And uh, you've got the research and the information on that. So, what was the lineup for that South coaching staff? Okay, the head coach was Jerry Stopper from Warren Central. And Jerry Stopper is a two-time state champion at Warren. Uh, he had a quarterback named Jeff George. Uh, quarterbacks like that in high school will make you a better football coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Jerry also contributed mightily to the IFCA because for years, several, maybe close to 20, uh, the IFCA held their clinic, held the yeah. clinic at, uh, at Warren Central, High, yeah. Central High School, and That's right. he was the guy that, uh, you know, was the director of the facilities and all that. He was stirring the drinks. Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Mike Golden from Brownsburg was an, was an assistant. Uh, Mike also is a state championship coach at Brownsburg. Bud Wright. Uh, I don't know how many times, but I think three, maybe he was a coach in the all-star game, but this is one of the times he was an assistant, a guy by the name of Bob Proctor from Boonville Ooh. who succeeded, uh, Bill Harrowood. Uh, Bill Harrowood was one of the, uh, early guys in the South in the organization. Uh, Bob was his assistant for a long time and he became the head coach. And his claim to fame in our family is that he introduced Kelly to Keith Page, uh, and then they ended up getting married. So, oh, okay. um, you know, that, that, uh, that's a big highlight in our family. Absolutely. And then also Glenn Crocker from Lawrenceburg. He was a longtime assistant to Dick Nieder, championship coach. Uh, Glenn, I think was a runner up one time. Uh, I know I got to know Glenn, uh, a little bit when he came up for his recognition at the state finals a few years ago. And, uh, he just, uh, you know, he's Proctor and Glenn are two of the good boys. Okay. The good old boys, good old boys down there on the river from Lawrenceburg and one from Boonville. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, that's the coaching staff. Uh, guy by the name of Brad Shields was a really good wide receiver played for Martinsville and Bill Siderwitz. And then there's an interesting personality uh, who played in the All-Star game, went to Warren Central High School, uh, a teammate in college, uh, to Brady Hoke at Ball State, a guy by the name of Jason Whitlock. Ooh. Now, 
if you are a sports uh, guy and you listen to sports and you watch sports on Fox Sports, uh, you'll know who Jason Whitlock is. He's a very uh, outgoing, very controversial. Brady told me he used to get in trouble all the time with the coaches down there because of his mouth (laughs) and because of uh, using, uh, you know, everything that he did. And uh, isn't it amazing that now that's how he makes his living? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so Jason Whitlock uh, was one of the players in there also in the South. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. As we look at the uh, South and the All-Star game, the North-South, and talked about the players and the coaches there, let's talk about the uh, teams and the uh, playoffs and the scores that led them to the championships. Okay. Now, this is the last time that there will be only four state champions because mm-hmm. the five, next year there's going to be five state champions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and that's the year I'm everybody plays. At, that's the year yeah, everybody plays. Year, exactly. On Jerry Stopper at Warren central, uh, won that last state championship. He won it 28 to eight over Donnie Howe and the Holbert Bricky. Right. Seems like Howe is there every single year. Right. And then uh, Holbert's uh, Antonio Maggio was the award winner, the mental Man attitude award winner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brownsburg, 17. Mike Godin, head coach. We mm-hmm. talked about Mike. He's the assistant. Mm-hmm. Concord, 12. Tom Conn, head coach. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concord, I think, in, during that era was down there twice. A couple times. And they were two runner-ups. Right. Uh, but Concord's Steve Gordon was the Mental Attitude Award winner. Okay. Okay. In uh, 2A, Indianapolis Chittard, here we go again, mm-hmm. uh, 35, Chuck Swanekamp uh, was the head coach. Uh, it's his second state title there, and he also was a runner-up at Plainfield. West Lafayette, seven, Coach Ernie Beck. Coach Ernie Beck was a state champion one and a runner-up one other time. Mm-hmm. West Lafayette's Michael Funk was the Mental Attitude Award winner. Okay. And in 1A, two very common uh, names that you hear, uh, Bud Wright, Sheridan 19, and at North Judson, Penn, Russ Radke. Oh, really? And uh, wow. Radke was knocking on the door. He will finally, a little <laughs> bit later, when he gets to Griffith, win a state championship, but he's been down there and, uh, you know, he just, just keeps rolling along. Right. I know right now he's only got about 360 wins or right. something like that. Right. Right. And so Sheridan's Der- uh, Derry Zachary was the Mental Attitude Award winner, and Sheridan has probably as many as anybody because, no, well, number one, because they, you know, They're they there. get there. <laughs> There's okay. so often, yeah. Yeah, you got you got to get there to uh, to be considered. So right. uh, anyway, that's one of the Zachary brothers. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Coach Radke, of course. Um, I think I mentioned it before. When he was at Griffith, I was at Lowell, just starting my teaching and coaching career, and uh, you know he was a name that uh, you know everybody knew then and was winning then, and that's just you know right around the time he was starting up too. So I mean, he had been in it for a while, but. Um, yeah, the guy's just uh, keeps – and he's still playing. He's still coaching, so. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he's a legend. He's There's a no machine. About it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Coach, as we mentioned here, the big thing about this upcoming next uh, show is that it's the all-skate. Everybody gets to play in this tournament, and that 
makes it a very unique uh, tournament uh, nationwide as far as goes to all the football teams are involved in it, just like, uh, you know, the basketball boys. Now everybody's got a shot at winning a state title. So that makes it really, really uh, fascinating and a neat experience. And, of course, it's the one, the, the model that we still follow today. Is that accurate? That's exactly right because now, uh, actually, uh, there's a five cha- state champion right. in 1985. And then, uh, what was it, uh, 2013 or something, we go to six classes. Go to six, but, A, yeah. Uh, it's the same, you know, it's the same uh, tournament, right. same kind of tournament. Right, so. exactly. And speaking of that tournament, Coach, uh, looking forward to next week's show, we've got a couple of people that are very familiar with that tournament that we hope to uh, get them interviewed and have them on the next show. Bill Sharp, Jim Town Jimmy's. He was mentioned by Scott Bovenkirk because Bovey worked for him. And, of course, he, right. you know, we use the le- the word legend uh, loosely sometimes. Right. But he is truly one of those. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, when Chris Geeson was on, he talked about his coaching philosophy. Bill Sharp has his coaching philosophy. And uh, they, they're different. Uh, but they both won a lot of ball games, well, a lot of state championships. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Jimtown's field so, is named after Coach Sharp. They named the field after him. Isn't that correct? That's yeah. It is. I'm sure it's Sharp Field. Yeah, it's Sharp yeah. Field. And <laughs> so, I'm sure he was, and he tried. Uh, I'm sure to, to talk him out of it. Right. Oh, I'm uh, sure that's true. That, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll also have Rick Wimmer. Right. Uh, Rick Wimmer won a couple state championships. Won at uh, Zionsville, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he was at Maryville and he right. at Greenwood and just, oh, and, and the other one he wanted Fishers, right. uh, because he just retired from Fishers at the end of the year, this school year. And so he's now, he is now among the people that, um, every day Saturday, right. you know, that, right. uh, he doesn't have a day job. Yeah. So, uh, well, I met he him. is very, very active in the, in the IFCA. Right. He's the clinic chairman and uh, just was responsible for the clinic over the weekend in right. uh, Indianapolis, uh, you know, that was connected with the all-star game in Anderson. So, uh, you know, we appreciate appreciate these guys. They coach. They touch the lives of all these young people, and now they just keep working at it so that the young guys can get where they were. So, uh, you know, that's yep. what it's all about. Yep, yep. And as I said, I had a chance to meet Coach Wimmer, and that was the first time I ever met him was uh, just this past weekend there. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a couple guys coming up here on next week's show that, uh, you know, are just going to be worth the price of admission, which is, in our case, free. But uh, I tell you what, uh, these guys, I can't wait to talk. And, of course, I know Coach Sharp uh, pretty well myself uh, throughout the years. I've watched and admired that program. Uh, that he built up there at Jimtown. So that's going to be fascinating. And now uh, Coach Wimmer is going to have some great stories and uh, great uh, um, facts about his career as he moved up through the ranks and uh, claimed state championships in his own right. So looking forward to yeah, it, Coach. I'll, I'll tell you this. Bob Bridge nicknamed him Opie. Oh, really? Huh. After Yeah, after uh, Andy Griffith's son. Uh, right, I, yeah. I don't sure. know well, how that all yeah. came about, but <laughs> maybe we can ask him because – uh, that's what he did. Right. You know? Okay. Well, regardless of what his nickname is, he's got a championship rings on that uh, proves that uh, he's pretty good at what he does. And, uh, Coach, again, it was um, uh, this last weekend, 
just goes to uh, reinforce what Joe Talley always says. It was great fun to be around a bunch of football people. It's a great fun to be around football people. I can't, uh, can't wait to do it again. Uh, you know, I got several emails uh, after the weekend. Uh, you know, I was working out there, didn't do much, but right around the golf cart. But um, I got several emails, and in that uh, was the uh, Joe Talley quote. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just everybody's <laughs> catching on. I'm telling yep. you. And uh, somehow, some way, uh, I'm 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 on a campaign right now. I'm going to get uh, some award associated with the IFCA, whether it be the all-star game or whatever, named after Joe Dude, Dallas. Absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be great. Well, Coach, uh, that uh, kind of wraps things up for us here. And uh, thanks again, uh, putting everything together like you do and doing the research that we desperately, we couldn't just do the show without it. So we appreciate that. We'd like to thank everyone for uh, listening. We uh, want to encourage people to tune in on Spotify. Just get your username and password, cost you nothing. And do a little search for Indiana High School Football All-Star Digest, and uh, you'll find the show. And I think we're at number 18 right now, 17 or 18, somewhere in there, where you can hear yeah, every episode. This is, this is number 18. Number yeah, 18. That. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. Very good. We're chipping away at it, and we got lots and lots and lots more to uh, talk about. So we're looking forward to it. And we're going to talk more about the um, – uh, I want to talk more and do some more exploration about the uh, – um, Hall of Fame and how that's going to go virtual and stuff, that's going to be a fascinating thing once that gets up and rolling, which is going to take some time to get done, but uh, sounds like it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, we. and also we might mention that uh, at the at Anderson, uh, there was a Hall of Fame reception right. uh, there that the IFCA put together with our buddy Scott Bolvenkirk being in charge. Him and his wife Judy did a great job. Right. Um, the president of the uh, Hall of Fame from came over from Richmond and was involved in it. Uh, and there was uh, six or seven uh, people, uh, coaches that were inducted, inducted officially right. inducted into the Hall of Fame because they hadn't been because of COVID. And uh, it was just a great affair. And every, you know, as somebody said one time, a good time was had by all. And, it's, you know, it's just another uh, just another way and just another reason why this, uh, this is such a great game. Absolutely. All right, uh, Coach, anything else uh, for the good of the cause? No. I think we're in good shape. rain here, so. Yep. Uh, we'll, <laughs> you better you get know. inside. But... There you go. All right, uh, for Coach Ted Huber and uh, for myself, Dave Baumgartner, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, remember, life is like the game of football. You get knocked down. You get yourself right back up. And thanks for tuning in. And everyone have a fantastic week. See you next week.